0: We'll get it going. Um, what I'm going to do is just take a few minutes and go through um, some some details of our trip to Romania. God blessed us. We had a great opportunity. There was 10 of us who went, and uh, on the screen there you can see all the 10, plus uh, you'll notice the Finks in there, and, and also Nikki. Nikki is the one on the left, on the front. Nikki is a... Uh, new missionary to Romania and and so it was great to have her with us uh, for much of the week and so this is, I'll talk more about this later, but this is the group that went um, and I'll say more about the group as we go along. Um, It was a long trip, here's some as we're getting ready to go, a couple pictures in the airport just so you know. Uh, We arrived on a um, Thursday evening That's an odd picture, okay, It's actually two. So I, it looks like one, but it's not. Uh, we arrived on a Thursday evening, um, excuse me, a Friday morning. Um, and then um, we had Friday. We just kind of spent some time uh, together as a group. Um, Saturday, we arrived at the church that we spent most of our time at. That's in the village of Osher Hay. Um That is uh, in a moment and a little bit. Tim Fink is going to come and share a testimony as well, but this is a church that he established. Uh, through the grace of God and uh, the main level. When I was I was there eight years ago. The main level was there. The upper level has been added since. Uh, you'll see a picture later. A couple actually inside of that. That is um, for the Bible Institute. There are two classrooms up there, um, a living area, bathroom, kitchen, and two bedrooms. And uh, the first day, the Saturday, we spent a lot of time just uh, preparing for the uh, for the week. And so we just had some time where we met as a group. We had some time where we worked through some uh, craft items and just kind of got ourselves ready mentally, physically, and and every other way, um, prepared for that. Um, And then on Sunday, um, we... uh, That picture is earlier than I meant it to be. But on Sunday, we went to two different villages. Uh, The first one we went to was a village called Kariu, and this is uh, the church there. And we were there for the Sunday morning service, and uh, we were also in Osher Hay. Uh, in Kerayu, we had a um, couple people gave testimonies. Um, Allison did, and she did an excellent job. Of course, everything we did with, was through a translator. Um, and so that was an interesting new experience for some of our group to learn how to do that. Um, and then we also had our, our mission, I mean, our medical team, um, Troy and Lindy. Uh, went with us and a unique opportunity they had that I've never experienced before was on three different nights and we'll talk about those later they um, got were able to share just some basic medical information Um, you would think basic things that everyone knows but I mean simple things like hand-washing or brushing your teeth that hopefully everyone in this room is experienced with Uh, not everyone there was and so it was a good opportunity for them. And so on Sunday, they explained what they were doing, giving people an opportunity to learn what it was. Um, I had the opportunity to preach, um, and I've, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, preaching there. Then, that was in the morning. In the afternoon, we went over to the village of Osher Hay and in the evening, and had a service there. I do have um, a... Just a brief video here of that I'm going to show you. I know it's a weird angle, but it's the best one I had. So you can hear the, 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 what their music was like. It's a little different than ours, but that's okay, so we'll play this. You get a lot of stuff. funnest part of that was watching our group try to mouth the words as if they knew them or even knew how to say them. So this one was exciting because it was a lot of hallelujahs. You know, would be like, yes, I know this word, I can say it. And they really got into that one, but most of them we just kind of went, you know, and it looked like we were doing something. And so we had a great time um, in those churches. Uh, for me personally, uh, I said this last week in my message, to go back after being there eight years ago was such a thrill to see people who have grown, and it's it's obvious to see they've grown, to see the church has grown, and the the level of maturity is, is higher. It was just a thrill to be able to be there. The, the man in the picture there I mentioned in my message last Sunday, that's Pastor Yosef, and he's doing an excellent job leading this ministry. Monday was, um, the next day, Monday was, is, was kind of a day off for us. We went and toured the city that was right by where we were, the city of Aradia. And uh, um, it, it's a, an interesting city. I think it's a city of about 200, 250,000 people. And so um, it's interesting. There's a lot of history there. Um, I don't have pictures of everything in there. We went to a fort that um, I think was made about over a thousand years ago so it's kind of, it was kind of cool to walk through that and see some, some of that we walked to, down to a square um, saw some really old buildings and I, I didn't put all the pictures in because uh, it would have been too much um, and then everywhere we went we ate and so here's a picture of us eating uh, and uh, some of the food was kind of like it was really good and some it was just don't even ask what's inside just chew it And enjoy it. This was a shawarma, right? Is that what it was called? Shawarma. And that was, I don't know what was in it. I have no idea. They asked what I wanted and I said this. And it was good. And so um, I enjoyed that. Uh, After we um, ate and toured some more, um, you saw the picture earlier. This is way up on the top of a hill overlooking the city. Some of the brave individuals in the group walked up. Some drove a vehicle and the people that walked up went quicker. Long story, we won't get into that now. But uh, it was um, just a beautiful view of the city, and uh, this picture doesn't really do it justice. You can see uh, the entire city, and that was really neat for us to do that. Tuesday through Friday was our was our main time of ministry, and uh, we were busy. Um, our our group worked hard. Um, every morning we did work projects in the morning. As we go through, I'll show you some pictures of them. But right now, I'm just going to give you an overview. Uh, We would work from about 9 until noon, and then uh, the guys who by that point were filthy would go back to our hotel and shower because VBS began at 2, and before VBS began, we were filthy again because it was so hot, but that's okay. Um, And so in the afternoon, we did VBS in the village of Osher Hay, um, and there was roughly 65 kids on average each day, um, sometimes more, sometimes less, Sometimes more in the beginning of the time and less at the begin and sometimes less at the beginning and more. It just, you never knew. Uh, there was people coming and going, but it was a great time. I'll show you some uh, of that. And then in the evening, um, we did something different each night, but we did our medical instruction classes and our children's program. And uh, so that was uh, a great opportunity as well. I'll talk about those as we go along. As I said, we did some cleaning. You see some individuals cleaning there, that was part of the work projects, that was the less intimidating stuff. Uh, We did chopping wood for some of our young men, this is the first time in their life they chopped wood, and so um, I did not put up the most um, incriminating photos. Um, I have one that I wanted to put up, but I didn't, it looks like one of our young men is chopping another one in half, (laughs) really isn't what happened. But uh, I didn't want any parents to worry that we have dangerous trips. It was, for the most part, safe. Uh, When we first started chopping wood, we had one axe, and it was not very good. That probably wasn't safe, and then we were able to get some more. So we spent uh, quite a bit. The building there is heated completely in the winter by wood, and so that was a huge blessing to them and a help to them. The other project that we did was the front of the church uh, was grass, but it was kind of... Uh, worn down it was a lot of weeds and so they uh, asked if we could bring in uh, if we could um, put some lay some dirt down one of the really interesting things is pastor Yosef has built a great um, relationship with the mayor of Osher Hay. and um, and so a lot of the um, equipment a lot of the stuff that they have has actually been donated to them by the mayor And so the pile of dirt that we spread was actually brought to Osher Hay by um, the mayor. And so that was great. (laughs) It wasn't what we would typically call topsoil here in in the U.S., but it worked. And uh, after we threw out all the rocks and the weeds, it was okay. Um, And so we spent a lot of time. uh, Guys worked really hard. Um, By the end, they were exhausted, and we were taking shifts and and trying to stay warm as uh, cool, excuse me, as best we could. We were staying warm. That was the finished product. We didn't quite get it all the way done, and so a few gypsy men came in and finished it up rather rapidly. Then, after work, we would have lunch, and then at 2 o'clock, VBS would begin. Every day, uh, VBS went through some similar process. We had a song time. Um, I was going to show a video of that, I didn't have a good video of that. The kids loved to get into the music, they were very enthusiastic um, about it, and so that was always fun. Um, but uh, we had a teaching time every day. We rotated who taught. Um, I, I taught one day. Uh, Troy did. Lindy did. And Martha taught as well. Um, the kids uh, did an excellent job listening. You can see they're kind of crammed in there. Um, but they really did a good job listening, And uh, it was, uh, which is hard when you have someone in English speaking to you and then someone translating to be attentive for that long. But they did a good job. Every day, um, Sandy Fink did a verse, and so this was uh, something that they worked through. The last day, she got a number of our individuals from our group to help her with it, and uh, I don't think any of us actually knew the verse, but uh, we tried our best. We also did a craft time every day, and so that was uh, a lot of fun working through, uh, getting them to do different um, parts of that craft. You see here, a couple of the girls displayed their butterflies that they loved, and so they showed at that. Um, after the craft time, then we would um, take them outside. Um, next to the church was a field that they had had cleared away for us to have game time. And beginning of the week, we did some fun games. As the week went on, it got hotter and hotter and hotter. And it was, and this by this point, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and so it's 95 degrees. And so we were trying to do anything we could to keep the kids cool. Uh, one day we did. Um, um, yes, Duck Duck Goose. And this is Duck Duck Goose. And um, instead of tagging the person, when you would tag them, you would dump water on them. That was our way of keeping them cool. They loved it. I had a really cool video I was going to show you, um, but I didn't. And the reason. <laughs> the, the gypsy kids aren't always the most appropriate dressed. And so as of watching the video, I realized someone was showing a little too much. And so I decided not to show the video. It was rather humorous, though, but uh, uh, they did Duck, Duck, Goose. Every day, though, we enjoyed playing games with the kids, and and, uh, they had a lot of fun with that, and they enjoyed our kids. I appreciate Mark and Danny Counselor. They put a lot of time and effort into the games. All of the group did, but those two especially did a fantastic job leading. It's one thing to get up and teach a group when they're quiet and not making noise through a translator, but to... Uh, lead a game with a translator is not an easy thing to do and so they did a really good job and I appreciate their work. As I said in the evening we'd go to different villages. We did the Tuesday night and that's where we did the medical. You see there they did um, that. They would go through, uh, as I said, hand washing, um, teeth brushing, how to handle cuts, scrapes, burns, um, sprained ankles Um, and this particular night it was pretty humorous. We uh, Lindy finished, and she said, um, she, they demonstrated wrapping an ankle. They said, would anyone like to try? Most of the time, the gypsy ladies are not very expressive, but there was one woman that was like, she, was, she wanted to volunteer, but she, no one would let her do it. And so finally, they wrapped, she wrapped Lindy's ankle, and uh, she did a pretty good job, didn't she? Yeah, so that was neat. While that was going on, the kids had a, a children's program, um, and that was quite an exciting night for them. i will have to ask Danny about that. I think Danny uh, um, got a little gray hair that night because that was a pretty rough night for Danny, but uh, he, he did a great job. Um, Wednesday night, I don't have this on here, but Wednesday night we did just the medical clinic because that was in the village where we did VBS all week, so we did not do the children's program Thursday night we went to a town called Lunshwara, and uh, that was about an hour away Um, and uh, you see the church there. This one's kind of up in the mountains which was really cool and thankfully a little cooler if you you understand what I'm saying. So we appreciated that. Some of you maybe saw this video on Facebook. Uh, It's unique. Uh, In order to get to it, you have to actually drive upstream. And so I have a little video so you can see what that was like. And you get a little bit of the culture along the way. My finger will pop up once in a while. That's because I was holding out the window and I didn't notice what I was doing. So sorry about that. (laughs) It does go away. I'm not a professional. Anyway, this goes a little longer, so I'll stop that. But you get the idea. Um, It was kind of a unique experience, and we got up there, we did the medical, Um, Trey and Lindy did the medical, and uh, they wrapped my ankle that evening, so I had to hobble along like I was hurt, Um, and then the children did their program, and then after that, we did a youth activity. Um, This is, of the three villages, this is the only one that has a youth program, and they have really uh, do a great job with it, and so uh, we did a youth program, and uh, I was able to preach, And I enjoyed that as well. Um, I don't uh, preach to teens as often as I used to, and so it's always fun, even those that don't understand what I'm saying, it's still enjoyable. Um, And then after that, they went out into the field and played some uh, games. Friday, we went back, and uh, again, we didn't have anything in the evening per se, but we did VBS work day again. And our our group worked so hard. I would say that this was probably the hardest working um, group I've ever taken on a mission trip. They didn't complain, they didn't stop, but they did wear down. (laughs) I believe this was one day after work, we had already taken our showers and we had about an hour until VBS and I'm not kidding, everyone crashed. It was funny looking around. If, you can see I'm one of the people crashing. But, uh, so that was, uh, I don't know who actually took this. Danny, was this you? Were, so you were awake, huh? Um, but everyone fell asleep. That was how tired we were. Um, but that evening, uh, we went um, and did something very American. We went to KFC and went bowling. So we enjoyed that in an air condition well, kind of an air-conditioned. <laughs> they call it air-conditioned, but we were sweating the whole time, so I don't know. On Saturday that week, we had a really cool experience. We went to, on a picnic with all of the villages that we had a part of. We went on a picnic into the mountains, and uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. You can see uh, we just kind of went along. There was a river along the uh, that ran through the mountains there, and we uh, just spent some time with them. Uh, had a great time of fellowship. A lot of people just gathered around, uh, ate a lot of food. Um, I think I have somewhere in here a picture of it we'll get to, but um, there was this area where there was all these cliffs. And I didn't get all these pictures. I wish I would have, but there was all these cliffs, and and Pastor Yosef grabbed a bunch of us guys and said, let's go, not knowing what we were in for, and it was kind of a rugged uh, climb up this cliff, but um, we, we got a picture of the group that went, and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Came back down and had, that is a stack of sausage. That's a lot of sausage, um, and uh, they were really good, but uh, not what our American stomachs were used to, so some were struggling after that. But great time of fellowship. Um, So there you see. Uh, I showed this picture last week, but I wanted to show it again. Um, There are, in the middle is Pastor Yosef, as I mentioned, um, Pastor Tim, is um, on the left, and then even next to him is um, Dave Kimmel. He is one of the missionaries. He is primarily dealing with the village of Lunshwara, and then myself, um, and then the far right is Travis Scravely, and he is the missionary um, in the village of Karyu, and uh, they are all doing a great job, and so it was good to get to know them as well. Um, I actually went to college with Travis, but we did not know each other in college, so it was good to get to know him on this trip. On Sunday, we went back to both churches. Um, we Actually, I looked through. We didn't have a lot of... Uh, I didn't have a lot of... I asked the group to contribute. I didn't have a lot of pictures from that, so I don't have any from that, but we did. We flip-flopped it. We went to Osher Hay in the morning. In the afternoon, we went to Cario, and we did a... It was supposed to be an outdoor evangelistic service, um, they invited in a uh, gypsy musical team, um, and I wish I had a recording of that, but I don't. Um, and uh, I think my son did, but I, I didn't bring that. Sorry, um, but it was quite interesting, and I'm sure many of you would enjoy it. Um, but uh, we uh, that night, I preached. Um, I don't know. A few people preached. Troy preached. Uh, and another missionary preached, and so we had a a great opportunity to share the gospel with a number of unsaved people, and so pray that God continues to use that in their lives. Uh, Sunday, or Monday, we left uh, Romania and headed to Budapest, Hungary, which is where our flights were, and uh, so just have some photos of that. We just spent the day touring. Um, Beautiful city. If you've not been to Budapest, it's a gorgeous city. Um, very hilly with the Danube running through the middle and uh, so we toured much of it went up on top and got group picture there of us above and then at night we took a, a boat down the river um, which was um, very pretty so I saw some this was what building is this do you remember someone know that's the castle hill okay um, and uh, then this is the Parliament building. Uh, I was on the other side of the river and a very pretty um, view. Um, I wanted to end with this picture again. This is a, or a, a show this picture. This is the group, uh, 10 of us. Um, and I, my testimony, and then we're going to go into some more testimony time. My testimony is how proud I was of this group. Um, they worked incredibly hard. Every single one of them went outside of their comfort zone. Um, the last night before we left, um, I went around, I'm not going to do it here because um, that night I got very emotional and I probably would again here, but we went around and I told every one of them how much I appreciated them because they worked so hard and they, they showed the, the character that only God can give. And uh, for those of you who are parents of those who went on that trip, you should be very proud of them. Um, They worked uh, hard, and they um, really gave of themselves completely. And so I I am thankful for that. I'll say more if time permits at the end. We're going to go into some testimonies now. Um, I have a number that are going to go. I'll call them up one by one. Um, But the first one is my son. He did not want to get up here. Um, you people are scary, and so as an 11-year-old, he didn't want to do that, and so, so I coerced him into giving a testimony on video. And uh, so, if we can get the volume turned up because it's going to be very quiet, um, we'll go ahead. This was done in our house this afternoon, so. In
1: um, Romania, God taught me to be thankful for the things I have, especially air conditioning. And I'm thankful
0: that God has always provided for me and my family. There you go. Um, I'm going to just say the order, and if you guys will come up in this order. Uh, Troy is going to come and share, and then David, and then Danny, and then Mark and Martha, and then Tim. Pastor Tim Fink will end after that, and then I'll come up and close.
2: Well, if you would, put that uh, photo of the Romania trip back up. The last, perfect, that'll work. So, um, hi, I'm Troy, Pace. <laughs> if you take a look at this group, you guys sent us. Each and every one of us is incredibly different. Each and every one of us went with different emotions goals, expectations, and different experiences behind our lives that focused and formed us to who we are at that point. Now that we're all back, each and every one of us is again very different. I'm going to be speaking for Lindy and I. We went to a place from you know the American perspective incredibly different. But we deeply enjoyed that entire experience. We have incredible memories now of working with the different team members in various group projects, working in breaking wood. I mean, who sits around the table breaking wood? Bad joke, sorry. <laughs> we also really enjoyed teaching kids, supporting the missionaries, and uh, of all things, teaching hand washing and teeth brushing and First aid. Lindy did most of the education with that. I acted out. Oh, look, I've got a cut. Um, My personal favorite was I enjoyed sharing the gospel. I did not expect to be sharing the gospel, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. All of that aside, though, that wasn't the reason why we went. For Lindy and I, we went with the single purpose, the single goal of going to learn we wanted to learn how do the missionaries come from one culture and interact with another how do you invest in these people in such a long duration and make an impact how do you humble yourself enough that God can breach through barriers that we naturally put up how do you integrate what you've learned in one culture and share that with another and learn from that culture And more importantly, how do you maintain that balance of being a human being who wears out and needs sleep, of sharing the gospel with this incredible burden that God has put on your heart? Basically, we wanted to learn anything that we could, to sum it up. So what did we learn? Well, here's the very, very short version. God showed us that we are very different and that the people that we are working with are very different. However, there's a lot of things that are the same. For example, we all have sin that rips apart our families and communities. We each have very deep-rooted hurts and pains that just sear us to our soul and that take years to build trust before you can share them. We all have fears that we allow to control our lives and limit us from doing the things that we know God is calling us to do. We all judge others just by how they look and expect that they will not judge us. We all want others to like us. And so we all try not to rock the boat. But... God has ways of ripping through those barriers, of tearing down those walls, of allowing you to receive and, and perceive the hurts and pains and finding that common ground. God has ways of building bridges where chasms exist. And so, one of the best things that I learned is shut up and let God. When we left for Romania, we uh, didn't really have a lot of expectations in mind. When we left Romania, we came back very challenged, convicted, and probably with more questions than we had answers. Still, we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to change because the person that we are becoming individually and together is more like Christ. A lot of you don't know that we actually have a marriage verse. And that verse is 1 John 3.18. Little children don't love in word only but in deed and in truth. That's probably not an exact quote. but. So to sum that up, the people that you see before you now, we were different people before we left than we are now. And as God is our witness, we will be different people six months from now. Thank you.
1: Hey, my name is David. Um, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who helped us to be able to go on to this mission trip and for your prayers. I was excited about taking this trip with my brother and sister-in-law but as everyone knows they were not able to go because of Jonathan's injury. Since Jonathan was not able to go, I felt like Gata was teaching me to completely trust in him. This was my first time flying, first time traveling without my parents, and uh, first time in a different country. What impressed me most about the people in Romania is their passion when they prayed. It is a passion that we... It is a passion that we all should have. and It is a passion I desire to have. Thank you.
3: Hello, I'm Danny. Uh, I come from a large family like many of you guys know. Uh, I have uh, four brothers, three sisters, and 13 nieces and nephews. Uh, when we first got there, the first Sunday, uh, Mark gave a testimony, and he just kind of told everyone that uh, though we are uh, across the world from each other and don't even speak the same language, uh, only where we pretty much we knew was Pache, <laughs> uh, we could still we were still a family. We were still a family through Christ. Uh, for me, that it. Didn't really register to me because I have a large family. I know what family is. Uh, It just really didn't strike me until going through that week with all the kids, and I really got attached to them. I fell in love with them, and I had a love for them that I miss them. I miss them as much as my nieces and my nephews. And they truly are a family, even though they are on the other side of the world. That's all I have to say.
4: first of all I'd like to thank the Lord for the opportunity that I had and my family had to go to the Romania and it was an experience I'll never forget and the um, one of the things that um, I take away from the uh, Romanian trip is how God has worked in people of Roma it's just unbelievable when you sit there just listen to them sing, listen to them pray, listen to them just soak in God's word. It's unbelievable. And there's, their hunger for God's word is unbelievable. And, and I look at myself and I go, why can't we as an Americans have that desire? And it was really heart-wrenching because one day, Uh, Marta, myself, and Jonathan, we were on uh, Pastor Yosif's car driving to Luzuela, is it how you say it? Through the river to the church. (laughs) And how many of you have driven through the river going to church other than the scoop? It's an experience in itself. And so one of the questions I asked um, uh, Pastor Yosif, what happens if it snows, freezes? They have to park the car down the hill and walk up the hill. That's pretty good distance and a pretty good clip going up. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about what I learned from Pastor Yosif. God uses anyone. When I say God uses anyone, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Yosif was not What you consider typical pastor who goes to school, get educated, and be a pastor? Pastor Yosef ended up in uh, almost ended up in prison. Think about this: beat his wife, stole, robbery—all on his record. That night that he was in prison, jail, he prayed. He said. God, if you let me get through this, I'll serve you. His heart was truly touched at that night because God has answered his prayer. God is using him today as a pastor of, of um, church that we were at. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing really um, impressed me is he still has a desire to reach his brother who's in prison. How much do we have hunger for this? Do we have hunger for God's Word? As Americans, we say, oh, you know, we we can skip this devotion or we can skip that. When we start skipping things, we start letting our morals go by our wayside. And this is what we need to remember. And Romanian people were so, so hungry, and they're so grateful for God and his words. A lot of them don't know how to read, but they can listen. When they sing, they sing from their hearts, not from their minds, what they have remembered. When they pray, they pray from the heart, not from the words we remember from our fathers and brothers and grandparents. God is working in Romania, and I ask you as a church, continue to pray for people of Roma because they truly need that. Thank you.
5: After listening to everybody give their remembrances, I have so many things... (laughs) Flying through my head that I think, oh yeah, I want to tell him about this and that, and well, I can't do that for because of time. But anyway, um, what an experience, and what a um, a time that stretched and grew all of us. I think you've kind of got that feeling. But anyway, um, the the Bible verse that. Um, we chose, as a group, we kind of sat around and and talked a little bit about, well, what what verse should we have them learn for their their verse for VBS for the week? And they, (coughs) excuse me, they settled on Psalm 96.4, which says, The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And I remember them explaining... um, basically the meaning of this verse and how when it says to be feared above all gods, that doesn't mean that that um, we want to run and hide, but it's a respect um, and a reverence kind of a thing for God and that, that we can then praise him with our whole hearts. Um, the heat and the oh goodness, um, just the, the things that didn't go as planned, the hard work that we needed to do, you know, the, the, the fatigue and everything kind of, as you saw, wore us all down at times. And um, I think that this verse really encouraged me. Um, it's 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.24, and it says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And there was a time when we didn't have any strength in our own bodies, and so it was a really good learning experience um, for us to be able to just say, "God, we can't do it," and so He did it through us with His strength. And so that's basically what I had to share. <laughs>
6: Pache? Pache! Oh! (laughs) uh, It's always better to hear from those who are on the team than it is from uh, others. However, I bet you don't always have the missionary come back with you, (laughs) or at least uh, around the same time, to share from their perspective uh, the team and and what has occurred. Uh, Sandy and Danny regret that they're not able to be here. Sandy broke her arm a while back, and she's having shoulder pain that seems to be just increasing. We're in the process of talking to a specialist in Cleveland, Uh, so appreciate your prayers regarding her as we are in the process of making some decisions on what we need to do regarding this problem. Uh, And and, uh, and for Danny, he developed a fever uh, a day and a half ago, so I appreciate your prayers, but they regret not being able to be here. I want to thank you for sending this team. Uh, I'm going to share with you why. However, It is interesting how the Lord used them in very powerful ways, not just among the Roma, but in my own life as well. Um, At the beginning of our time as we gathered together, I read some verses with them from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 4. I just want to read a couple of those selected verses for you to get a feel for what I believe was God's goal for this particular trip. Verse 18 of chapter 3 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from the glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. For we are not preaching ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves servants for Jesus' sake. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that in the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? Renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are what? Not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And here the Apostle Paul, talking to the church of Corinth, encourages them that he is in the process of, uh, God is in the process of transforming us into the glory of who? the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I believe that the goal of this team ultimately is that he would change each one more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. Yes, we want to see souls saved. Yes, we want to see this happen or that happen. Did we see a lot lot of souls get saved? I'm not aware of anyone coming up to me and saying that they were saved that week. But I can guarantee that this goal was accomplished by God's grace. The team had a, uh, we had a different challenge even as we were preparing for the team to come because we weren't really on the field, on the ground preparing this, so we were doing it from here. So it was, it was kind of a, an interesting challenge on our part in comparison to other teams that we have hosted in the past. However, uh, it was very clear to us quickly that as we looked at this goal of being changed into the image of Christ, that God was in the process of removing comforts. Removing expectations, altering our agenda to match his, and he was in the process of causing each one of us to become more and more dependent upon him, for he alone needed to have all of the glory. He had a, he had a much larger agenda in mind. And so, you know, Sandy and I have had several groups over the years while we were in Romania, None of them have been bad groups. All of them have been good groups, including the first group that came from our church here at First Baptist. However, I must say that this particular group experienced something more so, I believe, than any other group that we've ever hosted. They were able to witness, I believe, more so, the reality of missions than any other group. Now many groups come and they see the romance of missions, they see all of, the, all of the fun things and the exciting things, and of course we had some of that as well, but they also saw and experienced hard work on a different level than many of the other groups. They saw very little downtime, they experienced a lot of sweat, very little sleep, strange food. They even experienced seeing the stress and how that affects missionaries on the field. They were also able to see and observe when there might be some conflict or missionary misunderstanding and how the missionary needed to seek forgiveness as it related to that. They saw what it meant to work with a strange language and a strange culture. Uh, The heat had gone up to the mid-90s. Do you know the first group that came was in July and the temperatures got so low, Sandy was rushing around trying to find sweatshirts for everyone. The exact opposite occurred this time. The temperatures went up into the mid-90s and for four days we were without water. It was a challenge, to say the least, and they came through that challenge uh, um, like gold. I was reading an illustration from a, uh, um, a missionary woman who had a devotional, and she's talked about Pebble Beach in, in the coast of California. Do you know where Pebble Be- Beach is? You're from California. So over there, uh, the roar of, of the water, um, Catching the stones that are there, tossing them and rubbing them together and and rolling them over and and hitting them against the the sharp edged uh, cliffs that are over in that area. Uh, is characterized by friction and turmoil, day and night, constant. But what's interesting about that, though there's no rest for these stones as it relates to the turmoil and the friction that occur, there are tourists that will come from all over the place to gather some of those stones that are beautiful, that have become smooth because of the friction and because of the turmoil, and they will take those stones and they will take them home and display them in their homes because of their beauty. And yet in that same location of Pebble Beach, there are some other stones that are in a different location that do not uh, become affected by the storms and the waters and the waves uh, that are going on nearby. They are sheltered from those storms and sheltered from those waves, and they're at rest in a very quiet place. But it's interesting, those stones are very rough, and they lack a lot of the, of the beauty that the other stones have. And, and it's interesting that tourists will avoid going over there to take those stones. I believe that this team was tossed about a little bit this week. They, the rough edges were rubbed off. Trials we came upon them. But they're more beautiful for it. And Christ is able to be seen in them more so now than possibly before they left for this particular mission trip. And as a result of what they had gone through, I believe that if God was to call any of them to the mission field, it wouldn't be because of the romance of missions. It would be because God really has placed his hand upon their hearts and have called them to follow him or to follow uh, him in in ministry right here in their local uh, church for the glory of God. I believe they come back praying more for our missionaries. Um... What they experience that week is more common than we would like to admit among missionaries. Uh, There's very little downtime. Many missionaries go week in and week out, week in and week out, month in and month out with hard work, day, morning, and the afternoon, and the evening as well. And there's very little downtime. There's very little uh, focus on self, even though there's a desire for those things. God has a way of using that time to draw us in utter and total dependence upon him pray for your missionaries pray for them what they experienced was just a tad of what missionaries go through regularly year in and year out and third my prayer is that God has used this to change them to accomplish his goal which has already been testified already that's why it was such a blessing and such a joy for me and for sandy as we saw the hard work the great attitude and the testimony of people like Danny Kanzler as he shared publicly of how he had learned to love the Roma people as his family Orvin Allison who was willing to do whatever she could to help my wife whose arm was broken, and then gave testimony in the churches about trials and how God uses trials to cause us to run to the Lord. Or David Rios and his quiet strength. How he came thinking he would be with his brother and yet God was going to use this to cause him to be dependent on him. And how over the week we saw his willingness to help and and his strength and yet his utter total dependence on the Lord growing day by day. What a joy and a blessing to see those changes, to see Jonathan and his hard work and his willingness to do whatever is necessary, whether whether it be moving dirt or whatever would assist those that may be working in some area, that he might be changed by God's grace. To see a mark who loves children and is willing to work with those kids, so much so that when we're in a van, they're crying out to the van, Marku, Marku, Marku! Because he had made such an impact as he shared his testimony about adoption in his own personal life and how we have been adopted by God. Or a Martha. Martha who is on her second trip to Romania but without complaint was willing to work in the heat serving food helping my wife with whatever needed to be done boiling water because we ran out of water from the pump in order that she might be able to wash dishes and keep things going and flowing behind the scenes or Troy who. Kn- naturally, without being asked, took on leadership, gathering many members of the team together to do a certain amount of work, and then to, to work hard as well as sharing the gospel, as he's already testified that he did not know that he would be doing. Or Lindy and her love for people, sharing not only medically, what God has skilled her with, but willing to help Sandy to the degree that she would observe and see what was needed and then go and get it done or get someone to do it. That takes the skills of observation. Or to see a Micah who I've renamed (laughs) Micah because that's his Romanian name. The prophet Micah is Micah and so amazed to see Mika talking with uh, Romanian adults at the piazza, asking questions, making comments, uh, playing soccer with the uh, Roma kids and not being afraid to do whatever was asked of him. I was am- amazed by this 11-year-old keeping up with this team. He did awesome. Or Mika's dad. Pastor Pete, um, pastor just gave a testimony earlier and he sought your forgiveness as a church about something that's your pastor that's who he is that's his character and the more I get to know him the more I see that day by day and in Romania I saw it all that much more not just his excellent messages that he would be willing to preach whenever he was asked Not only his strength and being willing to pull the team together so that they were able to adjust to whatever circumstantial changes were occurring, but even in the midst of missing his wife very much, which he did, believe me, he was able to apply the biblical principle that any leader needs to learn and then to teach it to the team, and that is to be flexible. A motto for every missionary. And yet in the midst of all of that and all that God did through each one of them and each of them, many of them dealing with uh, terrible allergies and the heat of being in the mid-90s and many of them not feeling well from time to time, Osher Hay now has some grounds which have been landscaped and grassed, so that the mayor can say, well, if they really care for their property like this, we are willing to do even more for them. To have wood cut so that they can have Uh, wood for their heat in the winter to minister to Florine who was uh, their main translator and his wife Corina both at his house and in other uh, ways as well in such a way that was an encouragement to them because he's now out of work and Corina is dealing with cancer. Providing tools for the church in Oshirhe for Pastor Yosef and the Roma brothers and sisters—axes and rakes and other materials and tools that they can use from this moment on—and then to minister to the kids. VBS uh, was a low between 60 and 65, up to the high was an eight was 80 kids at one time. I think my average came up a little higher than yours. It was like closer to 72 average-wise but the high was 80, the low was around 60, 62. And then to minister to children in Kadiu, 30 more kids in Lungshuara, 35 more. So there were 65 in those two villages as well. Ministering to the teens in Lungshuara, that was 15 more. So between VBS and Kadiu and Lungshuara and the teens, they were able to minister to over 160 children and teens. And then the medical team, uh, Lindy and Troy, ministering to all three villages, uh in one of the villages it started out as 15 and then an event occurred outside which is very common <laughs> <laughs> and Roma culture, some kind of travesty was going on that caught everybody's attention, and some of them had to leave, so we had a lot less as a result of that. But started out with uh, 15. there were 14 in Osher Hay. there were 16 in Lukchada, approximately 45 adults that received some of that medical training. And what impressed me the most is that after Lindy was done, Troy took time to present the gospel to every one of them in those medical. Training times so that between the children and the teens and those that were in those medical training, over 200 people heard the gospel very clearly. That's not to mention their ministry in the churches, the preaching and the teaching and the giving of testimonies and their ministry of music. Yes, they sang. Why aren't you singing tonight? and the music ministry that they had as a team, as a group, and their fellowship, informal fellowship with those, not being, allowing the language to bring them fear, but to actually going out of their way to really fellowship with them. The climax being what Pastor mentioned that Saturday when we went on a cookout picnic up in the, up in the mountains. And, uh, you mentioned about the cliffs. And, uh, there's a picture in my mind that I can't forget that made an impact on me. Here you have us going up these, these we go up to the mountains and then there, there are these cliffs and they, you have to get up and there's like a small lip of putting your toes on certain parts where there is a place to go, but there are these chain links that you hold on to as you're going through the cliffs and getting up higher and then climbing up further to where we were going. And it was led by our Roma national pastor, Yosif, but right behind him was our, American uh, a missionary, Pastor Pete. And then behind them, you would see a Roma, and then an American man, and then a couple Roma, and a couple Americans interspersed and mixed in. And I was noticing as I was looking, I thought, look at that, there's, there's Americans, and then Roma, Americans, Roma, American Roma. There was old and young, I was the old, my son was the young. But as I looked at that, I, and, and I noticed at certain points, Aroma would reach out and help the American up, and at another time an American would reach up and hold Aroma up. And they were working together for the common goal to get to the top. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. Those from different nationalities and different backgrounds working together for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with their eyes completely on Him. And when I saw this team working together as a team without complaint and with all of the sweat and the little bit of sleep and all that they went through, I not only was amazed by this ragtag team chosen ten of God's choosing, But can you imagine what God can do with an entire local church that binds together with a common goal and working forward for His glory with the gospel? Will it cause sweat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Will it cause some friction? Oh, yeah. Some discomfort? Yes. But at the end, to have others look and say, Wow, God is real there. I see it in them. God accomplished his goal during this mission trip. And as Pastor Pete has already said, I look at each one of them and I'm so proud of them. It was such an immense blessing for Sandy and I to say, this is our church. Because they gave glory to God and God used them. Was the goal met? I can't imagine any one of them coming back without being changed by God's grace. Just a little bit different than when they were when they first came. I know I've been changed, and I believe that God has used them in a powerful way. To the church, I say thank you for sending them. To the team, I say thank you for coming. To God, I thank him that he was glorified and that Jesus Christ was pleased.